Hey everybody. Today we're talking about what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Why is this struggle so hard? Is everyone suffering or is it just me? I am suffering. There's no end in sight. I tell myself to get it together and maybe I can for a little while, but then it just keeps reverting back to the feeling of being lost. I tell myself it's going to get better, but secretly, I don't believe it. I'm lost and I thought I was going on and moving up, but then I don't know. I go right back to where I was before and it starts over. Today, we're talking about the journey through life and the times we step off the path or step backward or fall down and um, how hard that is, you know? It's hard. Suffering is hard. This is the You Don't Know Me podcast and I'm Juliana J. And today we're talking about suffering. So... You know, um, in the Buddhist tradition, suffering suffering is uh, a topic, the Four Noble Truths. To really, really simplify it here, I'm by no means giving a lesson on this or anything. The beliefs are that, basically in a nutshell, suffering exists. The cause of suffering is desires or wants or greed or, you know, looking at other people's life and, and wanting more thinking your life doesn't measure up comparison etc the third one the cure to suffering is letting it go and the fourth one is living a more thoughtful life using these eight tools at your disposal which i'm not really going to talk about i'm really going to talk about the fact that suffering exists what are the causes of our suffering and what is the cure and are these things like manageable can we do it I think a lot of us, we have these highs and lows, these ups and downs, you know, we're trying to be better human beings and we're walking forward as best we can and we're learning and growing and doing all the things we need to do to be on a spiritual path or to be growing as a person or to find happiness or to reparent ourselves or to get out of depression or to get out of burnout or all these other things that we talk about that are really, really prevalent in American society, at least. And then, you know, we're doing all this good work. We're doing it. And when we're at home, you know, in our own sanctuaries doing this work, we can feel the benefits of it. It can be so powerful. I mean, there's literally been times where I've been doing work on myself and I feel elated. Just, wow, this is so great. I've finally gotten over the hurdle. and I'm finally finding some enlightenment. And then I go outside in the regular world and I realize, you know, it's really hard to translate that feeling to the regular world because the regular world isn't operating in that same way. So the regular world, you run into people who are have negative outlook on life. They, they may be super mad and somebody maybe gets really mad at you and maybe you see a lot of extreme suffering. Maybe you go to work and you have the most horrible day of your life. You know, maybe something really tragic happens. Maybe somebody something traumatic happens. Maybe you've escaped some trauma 
and it's creeping back into your life or something like that. What do you do in that case? You feel like you've kind of gone beyond, but how do you take these things you're learning about being a better person or growing as a human being or being on your path or whatever it is you're working on? How do you take those things and translate them into a world that isn't operating in that same way or doesn't have those same goals? I think this is really, really hard. It's so hard for me. I do a lot of self-help work and um, working on myself and trying to be better. I do a lot of you know meditation and things like that to be in a better space. And oftentimes I feel like, woohoo, I've broken through. And I feel like I really have in some ways. Like there are some things that I have gotten over really by allowing those things to sink down into my body rather than be only in my mind. And I've talked about that in past podcasts in that you can forgive in your mind. You can you can be a better person in your mind. You can rationalize out things that have happened to you in your mind. But if you don't let it live in the rest of you, you really haven't overcome anything. And I think that's a really big key to it. But I also think that life is about bringing you back to spaces you once lived in and presenting it to you over and over again. I think there is some truth to the fact that life presents something to you over and over and over again until you learn what there is to learn about it. But I still think it comes back. It just comes back in a different way that maybe isn't so um, heavy or so obvious, but it's it's still there. It's something that kind of shaped you and who you are today, you know, and how do you reconcile that with who you are? I think that's something we all struggle with and we are really hard on ourselves about because we think the trajectory has to be this steady uprising of self, you know, and one day you're going to get to this space of total enlightenment or, you know, whatever it is, you're going to get to the space of perfection, which doesn't exist, but you don't realize that the trajectory is really like that, you know, it's up, it's down, you know, you're even like, you're back to where you started, you start again, you know, you're way lower than you thought you would, you're all of a sudden way back to where you didn't think you were ever. And I think a lot of that really lies in our minds. It's our inability to let go of the energy we've created around these things that have so profoundly shaped us. We don't fully let go of the energy about it. We have put it inside the cells of our body. So our bodies react to situations that come up in the old ways we would have reacted in the past that we thought we were over because it's just memory. It's your body's memory of how to be in that moment. I think they present themselves not because you had this lesson, one lesson to learn. I think you have a multitude of lessons to learn from something that continues to come back. I find training your mind to think about those things differently or have absolutely no impression of them at all. You know, like kind of a mindfulness quality where you perceive thoughts like thoughts are clouds. They're not the truth. They don't define you. A thought is not a truth. It's just something you think. It's like a cloud passing by. You can either give that thought power or not. It's your choice, really. You know, and a lot of the choices we make about the thoughts we have have to do with what others might think of said thoughts. Like I used to be like, I can't get my hair cut into a different style. Then I'll have to go into work and hear the rhetoric of like, oh, you got your hair cut. Well, what do you think of it? Oh, well, hmm. that's what I would think would happen. And that would stop me from doing a lot of things, right? You know, what others might think. I think when things come back to us, it isn't that we are learning the same lesson over and over again, although sometimes it can be. If you're constantly getting, say, into relationships with people who are cruel, 
to you. What is that lesson there? There's got to be something more there or something reoccurring. But once you get with the reoccurring thing, it could come back in a different way so that you to present itself to you so that you can go, you know what? I don't have relationships with cruel people anymore. So I don't need to know this person. Or maybe it comes back in like, I don't need to be friends with everyone. I don't need to give everyone the time of day. I don't need to acknowledge everyone. I can just like who I like. And that's the end of the story. Whatever. It's presenting a different, a different lesson for you that it keeps coming back. But we think Oh, here it is again. I haven't learned that. I'm back to square one, right? I don't think that you ever go back to the exact same place twice. In fact, like sometimes there can be a horrible situation that happens to you. And in the reimagining it, rethinking about it and having it present itself in other people and other situations that you come across, it's becoming more and more of a trauma with each passing time. You're really, really seeping some thoughts into your brain about how you feel about it. And that takes a lot of time to undo. You have to really put some energy into it. So I came up with a couple things that you can do when you're feeling like, what am I doing here? The struggle is too hard. I thought I had moved forward, but now I feel like I'm 10 steps behind where I was before. I can't get over this thing. I'm just so stuck. What, what are some simple things you could do? Really look at when it happens to you, look at it like, why do I feel this way? This this feeling is familiar. What's it attached to? What have I done in the past when this has happened? What can I do that is more constructive now? And the main thing with that is changing your thoughts about it. Just like I was saying earlier about the noble truths in Buddhism, you know, you acknowledge that, okay, this suffering I have, it exists, whether it's my creation or someone else. I feel like somebody else created it and now I'm suffering from it or whatever it may be, it exists. It's there. What is the cause of my suffering? Is it how I'm thinking about it? Am I thinking, okay, this traumatic thing happened to me and I've defined it as something and my thoughts around it are a certain way. And so I revert back to those old thoughts when something like this presents itself to me. And that is causing my suffering and stuckness because I have not shifted my belief system or my mind out into a new place of thinking about it. So I need to be cognizant of changing that belief system, of recognizing that when I see it, and then saying I could be, I could think differently about that. I don't have to think of this in a threatening way or attach these old emotional pathways to it because. I've lived with that trauma for so long. These emotional pathways are very, very deep, but I can, I can get out of those trenches and start new pathways and new ways of thinking, you know, but I don't realize I need to do that or that I'm even connecting those dots and thinking about them in the same way, unless I'm being really mindful. And one of the things about being really mindful about these incidences is you have to really go to a place where you're analyzing yourself, you know, is it this outside circumstance? that is causing me the suffering or is it my response to it that's causing the suffering could i what are some other ways i could respond and what would that look like so that's another thing thinking about the situation that's causing you a lot of pain and agony and suffering and think to yourself what are some other ways i could interact with this situation what are what are all of them even the ones you wouldn't want to do, like say you have a friend who's really causing a lot of trauma in the group. They're really volatile or something. They're really mad right now. 
And you're responding to it in this fight or flight kind of response that is incredibly tiring. And you're then then you're feeling like the struggle is too hard because I'm constantly caught in this fight or flight kind of uh, way of being because I'm just responding to the person's anger. Instead, what are some other ways I could respond to that? I could respond to that. Maybe I could not respond to it at all and be insensitive. Well, maybe I don't want to go that far because this is a friend of mine and I don't want to be an insensitive person. So maybe I could talk about it together or something else, you know, create a new pathway for that conversation to occur and then practice that. Practice it and practice it and practice it and recognize when the thing comes up again that puts you in depths of despair that what are all the ways I can react to this situation and How can I make it different for me this time around so that I'm not being so affected by it, but I can still be a kind and compassionate person. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about today in that there is suffering. It will come and go and come back. You'll step forward and you'll step back. You'll be on your path and then you won't. You will have an amazing breakthrough in the sanctuary of your own home and then you'll go out into the real world and by the end of the day, you'll feel drained again. It'll happen. But things you can do to stop it are recognizing it, analyze it, look for connections, imagine all the ways you can respond to it and pick a different way, a new way, and then do that way. And remember that. And when it comes around again, notice it and do the same. Do the same every time it comes back to you, you know, like, what can I do here that would be different? What do I want out of this situation? What do I hope to happen? What are all the ways I can respond to it? What is something new I haven't thought of yet about it? And I'm going to change my pathways by carrying it out, by doing it, not just thinking, but physically doing it and see if that changes. See if it makes a difference. It makes a difference for me profoundly. And then I journal about it just so I can write about it because sometimes you never know how you think about something until you talk to other people or you journal about it. And then the most craziest things come out of your pen or, you know, your fingers while you're typing or your mouth while you're talking. They're things that your mind is processing, but in a way that you, you haven't seen it go by yet. You know, it hasn't registered. So do that and see what happens. And until then, know that I love you and I support you and we're all in this together. I mean, we're all in this together. So take care. Love you.